The towel. It's like the it's like the testing dipstick when you're che- checking your pool water. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I have a pool. I have pool water. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's not a bird. It's not a plane. It's superhero slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great, like movies, TV, superheroes. It's superhero slate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And this week, the streaming service wars are heating up. <laughs> These have been heating up for an eternity now, it yeah. feels like. Well, they got a new stove. The, the water's starting to boil a little faster. You oh, put okay. a little salt in it, you know, it gets quicker. It, that's uh, a... <laughs> That's what I know. Uh, with that, Disney Plus starts bundle announcements, Mike. Yeah, it's gonna uh, it's gonna rustle your jimmies or, or get you really excited. <laughs> one of the two. Uh, will the Joker beat its box office brethren in the DC uh, universe? Or? Uh, well, I mean, it makes sense for brethrens to fight. That's been like that for centuries. Yeah, 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 uh, and more. And well, more. speaking of, uh, you're talking about salt in the water. Kind of reminded me of like uh, old wives' tales. Uh-huh. Uh, I was camping this weekend, so we were uh, kind of reading off these uh, these cards that were old wives' tales. And I think it was part of like a board game, but you know, when you're with a big group of people out in the wilderness, there's no place to put a board. So we were just kind of like reading through these cards, and you basically like read it, read the old wives' tale, then people have to guess like true or false, and you flip around to the back, and it kind of tells you the origin of the wives' tale and like, you know, what possibly could be true about it. But there was this like one ridiculous one that was like um was asking like why shouldn't you have a cat around like you like a, a young baby so mm-hmm. everyone was just like oh well it's got to be something to do with like something in the cat's like feces that baby shouldn't be around or someone said something about the cat's saliva or the cat could scratch the baby i don't know we we offered a lot of very logical explanations and they're just like no the old wives tale is you can't have cats around babies because they'll come steal the breath out of your baby's mouth and we're like what where on earth did this old wives tales come from probably so, russia was it russia <laughs> so ever since then i can't get the image out of my head of like a cat walking up to the baby and just like dementor style like sucking the air out of it so I guess watch out for your kids and, and cats uh, if the old wives are true. Uh, so there you go. Salt in the water and cats around babies. Wow. I mean, I, I see the, I see the, uh, the resemblance <laughs> you, there. I, sure. I, can, I can see you're shocked, Chris. Yeah, oh I've got to do me a Google after this. That's for sure. I'm going to put that, put that in our notes. Uh, but this weekend, I mean, uh, like we said uh, before, off air before this, we I went to Lafayette, our old stomping grounds, this weekend uh, to see some friends. Uh, one, one listener of the show, Patrick, I know he's listening right now, so shout out to him for uh, helping me win every game uh, we played this weekend. <laughs> um, so that was really fun. But I will tell you, um, I'm not built for this stuff anymore. Uh, <laughs> sleeping in cheap hotel rooms and you know uh, playing playing yard games all weekend. I'm Sore and tired, Mike. That I is... know. I, f- I feel like we're at this weird age where, like, since we don't have kids yet, we can't quite complain like all of the rest of the adults out there that have children. <laughs> but uh, we're still older than a lot of the youngsters out there, so I feel like I'm in this weird zone because uh, we we had a, a friend of a, a friend who came camping with us this weekend, and they were they were just 18 years old, and they were uh, from across the pond over in the UK, so they were on vacation. For, you know, so in a totally different country, 18 kind of on vacation. And they had all of these different cultural like touch points and uh, staying up late, uh, drinking a bunch. And I was like, man, I remember when I used to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got I, I was like, I got to sit in the car for three hours. This is relaxing right now. It makes you that much more sore when you get home. You're like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> It's 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 awful, man. We're just we're just out of shape for this kind of thing. Yeah, I think I'm just gonna have ki- kids purely for the sake of having a free range uh, to just complain about life. Like, all right, I finally got the kid. Now nobody can look at me and call me a young whippersnapper and just say, "Oh, wait till you have kids." So that that's I'm a son. You were born just so I could complain. So I hope you're <laughs> I hope you're on board for this. Yeah, you got plans. He's got plans for you. <laughs> you got destiny. Uh, one of the things I have been doing this week to kind of unwind, uh, as my wife goes back to her teaching schedule, um, and she's watching, I've been watching, uh, Legion season two, finally. Oh, uh, wow. Getting around to Legion. Um, because I mean, I, I love the first season and the third season, the series 
ends, I think, this coming week. Uh-huh. Um, so I'm hoping I can get through two and then start three with all of them uh, at my disposal. So I'm not, you know, waiting uh, f- for that to, to debut. And I will tell you, um, that's still season two, even more of a show where you cannot be on your phone or doing something <laughs> else while you're watching. You have to watch that show or you're going to be confused in five minutes or oh less. My. So, Spe- Speaking of just paying attention, uh, have you heard or have you been keeping up with uh, Quibi, the streaming service Quibi? Quibi. Quibi. Uh, this is real. I'm not just making it what up. What kind man. of Pokemon is a Quibi? That's, <laughs> that's my question. Uh, so so Quibi is this new streaming service that's launching next year, I, I believe in the spring, and it has a bunch of venture backing, so it has a lot of money behind it. But the whole angle for this streaming service is I believe it's going to be app mobile based only. So I don't know if it's necessarily going to have like a web page or if you or if you're going to even be able to pull it up on your TV at home. I think it's supposed to be like mobile phone first. And everything that they're producing for Quibi is going to specifically be made to be shown in like I think 10 minute increments. So whether you're like a, a big movie director that gets a deal with Quibi or you're a TV show director, they want everything in small like bite-sized chunks. And I think um, one of these old Disney executives started it. I can't think of his name off the top of my head. So it's got name recognition behind it. Even Steven Spielberg is on board with it because he said he wants to develop a kind of like a scary horror based show that you can only watch in your region if the sun has set. So they're going to build these kind of functionalities into the streaming service of some contents only available if the sun's down. Uh, so it's just, it's just like the attention span is getting shorter and shorter. So I can't imagine anything like Legion ever being on a service like Quibi. Well, actually, no, it could go the other way around. Then I think about it. Cause you just said you can't be on your phone and also watch Legion at the same time. But if your phone is preoccupied with the show that you're watching, maybe this is a roundabout way to get people to pay attention to TV shows well, again. I just did a quick search here because it's spelled different than, than what it sounds like. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, it looks like it's a short-form video streaming platform. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, but it's already got names. Guillermo del Toro, Kevin Hart, Idris Elba, mm-hmm. Jennifer Lopez. Um, looks like uh, Punked. Is coming out for for this? Yeah, Punked is coming. Well, Punked actually makes sense. I feel like any yeah. sort of like reality based show. Is this just YouTube well. that you pay for? Because that's what it sounds like. YouTube <laughs> that mean, you pay for. I mean, maybe. I, I'm sure there's been lots of uh, lots of hot takes on Quibi, but stay tuned because. All it takes, Chris, is for one comic book or superhero property to land on the streaming service until we have to start talking oh, about do, it. Do you watch the CW Seed? The CW Seed, I haven't got around to it. No, exactly. But I know there's some stuff on it. Yeah, exactly. If I'm not going to watch those short five-minute animated shows well, on the Seed. I'm not come gonna on, watch to be on honest, this. it's the CW Seed. It's not on anybody's radar, and there's no venture backing behind CW Seed. They're not making waves. So. Yeah, I don't – Yeah, no, I think this is going to – I'll pass on this one too, but there's we'll look at there. Yeah, there's a um, there's a, a publication out there called The Verge. They're like a tech blog, and uh, one of their editors has the scale for streaming services. He calls it the Go Ninety scale because Chris, I don't know if you remember, Verizon once had their own streaming service called Go Ninety that uh, fell flat and went away. So his scale is like Netflix is like uh, on the one end of the Go Ninety scale, and then Go Ninety on the other end. So he's been putting like streaming services anywhere on this spectrum, and right now he's got Quibi pretty close to the Go Ninety end. So huh. uh, some of the tech experts out there don't have a lot of faith in it, but uh, everybody put Quibi on your radars, people. Yeah, yeah, you don't have to bump up those data plans, or at least make sure you're on Wi-Fi when you're watching it. <laughs> otherwise, you're done. Yep. You're done. Uh, yeah, I think that's about it. But I mean, you've been watching some shows yourself this week, yeah, and, and you've been giving me some feedback on these shows and <laughs> and mysterious emojis uh yes. really and did you, i'm like did you pick up on that emoji oh i by did the way? i did 100 okay, percent <laughs> got exactly what you're saying because i think you know uh and we're gonna talk about the boys is what we're not gonna we're gonna beat around the bush mike got around to watching the boys this week and uh it's a pretty quick jaunt i think you know through season one eight episodes um i i, I don't know how fast you watched it over there but um when you start watch like i said when you watch the first episode, Mike, 
did you think yes the show's for me as soon as you saw that first episode like oh yeah it's it's a, it's not only like a it's hard to say it's a pilot because most stuff doesn't really have pilots anymore everything's pre or pre laid out uh, to be filmed all in succession anyway but they just have like a great cold opening for the boys that just sets up everything that you need to know about the show and uh, parts of it are in the trailer but I'm, we're not going to spoil anything no. here you know go out and just go watch the boys it's eight episodes uh, uh, we're going to talk you've about you've got Amazon season- Prime anyway yeah. come on people yeah we're going to talk about season two here in a second some news so uh it's just eight episodes hopefully we'll have the next eight or however more they order here soon so just just go watch it uh go go check it out so no spoilers here but yeah it was just great it was fun there's this they do this great uh this uh this great walking the line of just being extremely serious with really serious uh, material that they're de- dealing with. And then just these zany, wacky superhero scenarios. It kind of reminds mm. like you when you sit down with your friends and you kind of come up with the, the most graphic kind of like immature things of like, oh, if you had superpowers, this is actually what would happen in the real world. And then they do that. They like do that in the show. And it's really funny and it's really gross. And then sometimes they go really, um, really mature theme so it's all over place it's really fun and it's really exciting i i definitely have some nitpicks but um you know overall i just had a really great time um if you're gonna if you're gonna binge it i would suggest maybe starting it on a uh on a weekend because correct me if i'm wrong these are like a solid like 60 minutes so like yeah yeah. these are kind of like game of thrones runs episodes so if you're trying to catch this after you get home from the office you might only be able to catch like two or three at a time so uh just sit down on like a saturday morning and just like uh, play them all in a row they're great yeah get your bowl of cereal and then promptly put that bowl of cereal down because this show is very graphic in in Mm -hmm. all sorts of things um, and that kind of leads us up to the season two photo. Season two has already started production. Um, mm-hmm. Literally, the show's been out two weeks. Um, Amazon said it is one of their most viewed uh, Amazon originals. I know a lot of people who've watched it as well. Uh, this uh, the Eric Kripke, actually the guy behind Supernatural, is the showrunner for this, and it looks like he's working on season two. And it looks like it's going to be just as bloody as the first season. <laughs> yeah, uh, we can see this screenshot of everybody excluding uh, Carl Urban covered in blood. Uh, he's taking we, the photo, you know. Good oh, I hope so. Well, we were talking before we started recording that probably the biggest hurdle with recording the boys has got to be Carl Urban because he's their he's their big celebrity. He's their big get. So they probably have to shoot around his um, his schedule. No. Uh, Carl Urban is great in the show. And all of the characters have this really wonderful kind of shades of gray. Like you'll 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 revile one character at one minute, but then you'll get some backstory later, and you're just like, oh, that's why they're like that way. Oh, now I feel a little bad for them, and then they're a dick again, and you can go back to hating them. So, yeah, it's yeah. it's just really good. I'm really glad it's really good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, it's really fun. The characters, like you said, the characters always are all. There's only you know the boys on you know in the comic book is five of them, four guys and and, and a girl. Mm-hmm. And you, they, the comic book is way different than the show. I'll tell you that now. Don't even try to go read the book because you're going to be like, this is way different. Uh, but they all gel together in their own ways here. Mm-hmm. Like, they all play off of each other so well. Um, and it, it's just it's just a fun it's a fun time. Um, I think my least favorite uh, actress in this is the, um, uh, the not the president, I guess the vice president of the, the company or whatever, the one who handles the superheroes. I can't think uh, of her. The, Elizabeth Shue. Elizabeth Shue. Gotcha. Uh-huh. Something about her face doesn't do it for me when she's acting. <laughs> I, it's like, I don't know. I got face. I got a face problem with her. You know, I have those. Well, the, you're not the only person yeah. who also had face problems, and that will be my biggest hint uh, <laughs> something that happens in this show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just it's just a wild ride, and and you know, I'm I'm I'm, I'm like I said, I'm glad it could have been it could have been uh, a cheap it could have been a cheap show, and they they somehow pulled it off. Um, especially, I mean, it, they're very thinly veiled Justice League uh, parallels. Uh, uh-huh. In this as well, because you have your Superman parallel, your Wonder Woman parallel, uh, Aquaman is the butt of all jokes yet again. Uh, uh-huh. So it's just it's just a fun a fun time. So. I do like how they lean into laser vision quite a lot because you can see that in the trailers and the marketing for this show. And I started to think, yeah, if somebody did have laser vision, they would probably just use that all the time. It solves all of your problems for most things. Like Superman doesn't need his super strength or 
to fly. You know, he just shoots laser beams out of his eyeballs. So I, <laughs> I do like how that gets gratuitously used by a couple different characters, and it's really fun to watch what happens. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. they uh, they got that plug in for those laser eyes working really well in that mm-hmm. show. So. Um, yeah, season two, uh, like we were speculating before the show, could be here in spring, maybe, mm-hmm. uh, if they're already filming right now. So uh, that yeah, yeah, we couldn't remember if we brought it up on the show before, but they had renewed it for season two even before the first season aired. So I would imagine like pre-production for season two could have happened concurrently or as soon as they were done filming. So you know, if it airs in. I think it was end of July, wasn't it? Two weeks um, ago. So yeah, we, yeah. So maybe, yeah, maybe by Two, spring maybe it would be great. Ago. Because uh, even though eight episodes is like a really great amount of time to spend with a, a show, that means uh, it's over even sooner. So you, it's nice to maybe we won't have to wait a whole year. It's hard to pick up on a show that you really enjoy a year later sometimes. Because you're like, what happened? What, what, what? What yeah, has changed in the world in a year? There's a there's a lot of editors uh, getting a lot of jobs. I think for recaps of seasons. I think when um, we we finished uh, finally watching the last season of Orange Is the New Black, and before you start that last season, you don't just get a last season of Orange Is the New Black recap. You get an entire series recap. I think that was at least ten or fifteen minutes long. So they 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 understand that you watch this stuff very quickly and you have not seen it in a yeah. whole year. So here are the important parts. So. So remember these as you go into the new into the show, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, and then you know honestly, you know the tick being uh, canceled after two seasons, and Netflix also you know saying recently that you know there is no point to do a show beyond two seasons because it doesn't bring in new people. Uh, it's the first two seasons. Do you think this will get a third one, or do you think two is going to be one and two? Well, I think uh, Amazon is probably still uh, competing on the streaming side of things. You know, they're a whole big package. But I would hope that they would keep a show on longer because they don't necessarily have to uh, fine-tune the numbers as much as Netflix, you know. I know they are – Amazon's a very uh, poor company. They don't make a lot of money every year, that's my (laughs) understanding. Um, and I don't know how they're going to be able to, to, to keep up with making uh, Lord of the Rings look so good over, you know, when they get that up off the ground. Oh, I got to tell two people this weekend on the campground that Lord of the Rings was getting a TV show on Amazon. And they looked at me and said, what? <laughs> it was um, great. Uh, that's just the, putting the news out there to the people. <laughs> uh, are they Lord of the Rings fans or they were? They just... were. They were because when they were asking me what it's about, I, you know, with my limited knowledge of the series in general, I told them it's going to basically be a prequel about the rise of Sauron and then they started like throwing like uh, these like definitions of the ages of that those different times and I was like I don't know what that means <laughs> but it's about 3,000 years after, before the movies so uh, even if you're a Lord of the Rings fan Amazon Prime still isn't quite cutting through to the mainstream you know yeah it's for I guess they're just not doing their market like I guess unless you're ordering things on Amazon their marketing's not really hitting everything yeah you gotta wait until you order something from Amazon and then they do the they do the special the customized tape, tape. Yeah. yeah that's when you know something's coming out on Amazon Prime uh, I, well I would tell you I, uh, I'm, a, I'm a big reddit user Mike I think you are as well um, mm-hmm. every other ad has been the boys for like the past month on there but also, also uh screen junkies and honest trailers has been the boys as well oh yeah yeah um but I was going to say about Lord of the Rings, there's our, it's not in our, our news here because it's kind of out of our realm a little bit. We're not Tolkien heads as, as much as other people are. However, um, the apparently the Tolkien estate has really, really strict rules about the series, what they can and can't change uh, oh. in the mythos of Lord of the Rings. It has to actually follow the book rules. Like They can't make a whole spinoff and do kind of what they want. They can't have aliens show up. Nope, they can't have they can't have no crystal skulls. No Indiana Joneses. The boys can't come in and save people at the last second. You know, oh so no God. crossover. The there. boys, Lord of the Rings, Sauron crossover. It would make no sense, but it would be funny. Carl Urban was already in Lord of the Rings. So that's why they can't use them. That's true. Oh, okay, yeah, it would just be too confusing. Yeah, <laughs> very much so. They wouldn't know what's going on. Can't have them, have them there. But uh, but yeah, that was cool. Uh, and what was the other thing I was just gonna say about um. Uh, the the ads on Reddit. I don't remember. We'll, we'll cross that bridge. Oh no! In uh, honest honest trailers. We didn't talk about this, Mike. I want to talk about it on the air. Um, in games, honest trailer came out in the middle of a digital and physical release because we mm-hmm. thought it would come out. I thought it was kind of disappointing. 
<laughs> I'm just going to drop that out there. If you want to watch that, feel free. But I, I don't know if you've seen it yet, Mike, but I thought it was disappointing. Uh, well, sometimes it's like you don't always really know what you want them to talk about in the Honest trailer. Uh, sometimes it resonates. Sometimes it doesn't. I can't. I can only imagine uh, how much uh, pressure they put on themselves when it comes to like an Endgame release because they know this is probably going to be their biggest Honest trailer of the entire year. So. Uh, they also personally kind of know the Russo brothers, so I don't know if maybe sometimes they're pulling punches. But it was kind of nice seeing like the the this. I like the bit where they were talking about how uh, they definitely made sure you understood the time travel rules because they mm-hmm. brought it up several different times. That was kind of funny. Yeah, I think my so I really like their Infinity War one. To be completely honest, I thought it was longer and maybe it wasn't as constricted by sponsorship. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Shazam one this year has been my favorite by far. Yeah, I like that one. That was so. good. So, sorry, that's a tangent off of the boys, but, you know, yeah. Netflix, uh, we're working on our, our um, segues today, Mike. Yeah, there about. we go, Chris. I was waiting for it. We, <laughs> we, uh, we said uh, Chris is a little tired and a little exhausted today, and I was like, well, we'll know for sure once we get to your first segue, and there you go, the lack of one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So Netflix, uh, David Benioff and D.B. Weiss, famed, loved writers of their Game of Thrones <laughs> show and, and how they ended it, have signed an exclusive deal with Netflix. There weirdly, um, to write, produce, and direct new series slash films for the service. I tell you what, uh, one guy uh, around the campfire yesterday was wearing a I Drink and I Know Things t-shirt, So, I, and we were just kind of talking about just general stuff, and I brought up, uh, how did everybody feel about the ending of Game of Thrones? And it was like a 20-minute crosstalk of people just complaining over the fire, and I just sat back and I watched it. I was like, <laughs> I couldn't, like, I was like, I could jump into this conversation, but I feel like people are just airing their grievances. Like, when people talk about the ending of Game of Thrones, no one's having like a constructive like conversation. They're just shout- they're just waiting for somebody to bring it up so they can just shout their complaints into the ether. It's just like it's very therapeutic. So, they just need to get it out of their system. So you threw the fireworks into this proverbial fire at yes, a I real did. fire and then just walked away. Yeah, uh, no like, one, I just want to watch this show. I don't want to contribute. I just want to see where this goes. There was about ten of us, and only one person I think was generally positive about the ending, but with caveats of things that they wish they did better. And then on the other end, there was people just like, "Oh, it's trash. I hate it now." So uh, all through the spectrum, you just got to get a you know about a baker's dozen, and uh, you'll get the whole range. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and enough that they pulled out of Comic Con too. I don't know if anyone knew that they pulled out of their panel for San Diego the, like two days before. They didn't want to get yelled at. <laughs> no, they were scared of that crowd. I would have been too. Uh, but this is rumored to be a five-year contract with Netflix. Now that makes me think five years, pretty good deal. Aren't they queued up to do a Star Wars trilogy right now, which is planned to take out like the next five years as well? So why would Netflix get them now for five years after Star Wars, or do well, they think they're going to do both? Well, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, maybe it comes down to just more like executive producing credits. Maybe they're just going to kind of put some ideas out there, hire some people that they know, and then when Netflix cuts the trailers, they can say from the creators of Game of Thrones or from the creators well, of one of the most successful TV shows of all time comes so-and-so. But obviously, it's a show run by a totally different person. So I would think kind of when you – whether you call them like hacks or successes, or whatever you want to call them, they're at the level now to where they don't actually have to make the TV shows anymore. They're just kind of like TV show consultants. They get the top-level paychecks, and they get to use their name. So that's that's what I think would happen. Well, except they the the, the press release does say from, from Netflix they are going to write and direct up stuff as well. Well, so yeah, like, they uh, like uh, just like J.J. Abrams, usually he directs the first episode, probably writes or gives notes on the pilot, and then you don't see him again for the rest of the season. So y- 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 who knows? They, they were talking about that Confederate show that got announced at a very awkward time, so that's not coming back. And that was going to be on HBO. So did I'm curious, like, did the HBO contract or ex- exclusivity window close and then Netflix uh, sweeped in? Uh, well, I'm not I, sure. I think, honestly, I think we are going to see them booted from Star Wars. I think I, I think this is going really? to because you have a Netflix and a Disney Plus owned competition and they're sharing the same people. I think I think there's gonna be something they're gonna like, oh we've uh parted ways amicably. 
we have new people to do Star Wars. You, you know what? Normally I would say, Chris, you're crazy, but we saw some of the top directing pairs in Hollywood right now, Phil Lord and Chris Miller, get booted mid-production off of Han Solo, so anything is possible, yeah. especially after the ending of Game of Thrones. Like, if they wanted, if Disney wanted their out, if for some reason they just felt like they weren't good for the project, they have a reason now. They don't need to, they don't need <laughs> to fabricate anything, you know? Yeah, and, and, and well, it may be that, I mean, also, they could have maybe laid out a good outline, and someone else will write and direct maybe the yeah. you know, they'll story by them but like they're free to go make their i've heard rumored 300 million dollars at netflix for this deal and you know someone else does star wars so uh rian johnson you know let's get him in there i, I hear he's really good with star wars things <laughs> these days too everything is so hot and touchy right now you can't do anything in the nerd community without being poked <laughs> and prodded but disney plus Mike, we've got some. Uh, it was on investors' call. Now, mind you, this is not an official public announcement. This is an investors' call. Mm-hmm. Um, an announced initial bundle for Disney Plus. One of the few ones is the twelve ninety nine, thirteen dollars a month, on par with Netflix's main package. You get Disney Plus, Hulu, and ESPN Plus. We should say Hulu parentheses ad supported version for that price yes, point. The basic bundles of pretty much all three of them, the mm-hmm. the standard packages all together. Because, like I said, this is an investor's call. I guarantee you, they will be like, "Yeah, if you want to get the commercial free one, is that called Hulu Plus?" It, uh, I think so. I believe it's Hulu Plus. Um, so, like, you can pay whatever the difference is and add it yeah. on. Like, it's going to be Look, one of the things. Looking at my uh, spreadsheet where I organize my monthly finances, where I do have Hulu on there, uh, I pay $12 a month for the version of Hulu without the commercials. So I'm curious how much the bundle would be um, – with the the commercial free version because we know I'm getting Disney Plus already and that's going to be another eight bucks a month so that's twenty dollars total so I would probably just go to the bundle if it's less than twenty dollars and they'd be like Mike you don't watch sports and they're like yeah I don't but if I can get it for free I might as well mm-hmm. some of those thirty for thirty documentaries but you need to are get interesting. to a sports friend who wants to split <laughs> that cost with you. I ha- I do have sports friends, so maybe I can maybe yeah. I could do that. Yeah, I I I'm, I'm like yeah, I, I got people like I don't care about Disney. I'm like, well, how about this ESPN Plus third package? <laughs> hey, here how about we go halvesies here, buddy? We got the perfect deal. Uh, for you, you don't have to go halvesies. You can go thirdsies with me here. I'll, I'll take the other two. You don't have to worry about it. Thir- thirdsies. <laughs> yeah, we'll be fine. We'll be good. You can use this knowledge. We can go be trivia buddies at the at the bar, you know trivia bar night. Win this some is, bar yeah, dollars. This is this right here is the ultimate trivia package. You know, you get your uh, you get your kind of like animated big blockbuster movies from Disney. Kind of get some of your TV trivia questions from Hulu, and then obviously oh. the sports category from ESPN. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And I keep telling people this um, UFC because that's all I hear about. People like we're going to the bar to watch UFC. I'm like, it's on ESPN Plus now. You can watch them on there. So um, yeah, I think uh, Disney Plus by itself is awesome. Uh, I've, I've I've talked to my wife. Disney Plus is eight, Hulu is six. If we combine that together, that's still less than thirteen, mm-hmm. or more than thirteen. So I'm like, well, we could probably get this and and, and work it out. So um, I'm, I'm I'm interested. It's got me it's got me thinking about it even more. Uh, getting mm-hmm. getting a nice big package from Disney Plus, Mike. Um, what what do you think they're gonna call it? Is there gonna be like a, a name for this? It's just gonna be called the package, and yeah. then they know people are gonna make the innuendos, but they're like, "We're Disney, we don't care. We want you to make that innuendo because when is that? When is the package a bad thing to say? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Do you have the biggest package? We do. We do. Yeah. It's it's just a picture of Deadpool holding up all the juggling all the logos. <laughs> He's like, get the package. There you go. He's what he's for. Speaking of 20th Century Fox properties, the merger and productions in Mostly Dark Phoenix have caused a huge <laughs> operating loss to Disney during their third quarter. Which yeah, I don't that's know. That's what happens when you absorb a lesser company. Now you're on the hook for their financials. Yeah, yeah. And I thought I was like third quarter. I don't know when their quarters are, but I thought I figured Endgame and Dark Phoenix would be close enough to be in the same quarter. Uh-huh. Uh, but I was probably very mistaken. Um, but you know. If in-game can't even save them, I mean, they made enough money this year. This is not going to affect them in the long run. But Dark yeah, Phoenix, nobody what a cry suck. any tears for Disney. They'll yeah. be just fine. Yeah, well, I mean, what a what a 
What a suck for Dark Phoenix, <laughs> Doesn't man. this really start to make your mind start to crank about New Mutants? You know, we said that we weren't supposed to be getting that movie until next year. Doesn't that just seem like such a long ways away, especially with the announcement of all of these streaming services and all of these brand new Marvel movies that we're going to be getting, that New Mutants is just kind of floating out there in the ether like this Fox property that's not attached to anything anymore? I really think so, that it's going to be a streaming exclusive I, property. I have asked people in my office who know nothing mm-hmm. about comic movies, right? I am uh-huh. the only one there. Hey, what is New Mutants to you? And they're like, what? I'm like, what do you associate with? They're like, I have no idea. So <laughs> nobody else but us knows New Mutants A is coming out and B that's connected to anything at all. So I'm like, maybe it will just float on. Like, I think it, it might hit a... It's going to be one of those movies. What was it? Hellboy came out for like a day, and then it was like next month it was home <laughs> release kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it's not going to get the theatrical release. I think it's going to go to like Hulu. I don't even think Disney Plus wants it on its catalog. I mean, uh, you know, Maisie Williams. They're going to be like, why does she look so young in this movie? Like, what's going on here? Yeah, so, I think it'll get theater release just simply. I just think it'll so do they it can for qualify for the Oscars. Hey, yeah. we put New Mutants in theater, so now we qualify. Uh, I think it'll just be one of those palate cleansers before Black Widow. You're like, oh, this, and then you're like, oh, Black Widow's <laughs> that much better because you have something else, you know, to compare it to. Because mm-hmm. I mean, I think Black Widow's going to be fine. I just don't know anything about it yet. You know, it's one of those things. Like, uh, what what does that affect? Uh, were you were you um, the cheerleader effect? Is that what that's called? Where it's surrounded by a bunch of other properties. Yeah, where it's surrounded by a bunch of properties that are not doing as well, so it makes yours look that much better, kind of thing. <laughs> uh, you take those away, it's still not that good. But if you put them around these other ones, it's gonna be that. It's gonna be. It's gonna be good. Uh, and you won't have a lot of people on the internet complaining about a uh, female-led movie uh, when they're complaining about Dark Phoenix or not Dark Phoenix, uh, New Mutants. A little yeah, louder. there you go. Uh, but the reports for this loss are going to focus on uh, other properties that have you know, shown success before. Avatar, Planet of the Apes, a bunch of other things. Planet of the Apes. That's done. <laughs> What's happening there? Well, I mean, th- th- that iteration's done. I mean, they I mean, they can do spinoffs, more movies, reboot it, whatever they want, TV shows. We're going to keep cranking out these monkeys till the end of the time. Uh, you know how many are in the original Planet of the Apes? There's like eight of them with like the old you know, Charlton Heston ones with all the, the the masks and stuff. Maybe Planet of the Apes will go full Furious franchise and they'll we'll just get so many and it'll just get so detached from the originals that they'll start like driving cars and like doing heists and stuff. Mhm. I'm expecting time travel. Cross it over <laughs> with Terminator, another Fox. Is that Fox? Maybe. Probably. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Put it in there with Terminator. That's what I'm telling you to do. Cross <laughs> cross pollinate some of these things. Put them on Avatar. It's a whole different planet. Uh, Disney, other Disney properties, uh, Disney Plus properties, uh, will be uh, seeing a reboot of Home Alone, which people are upset about for some reason. Mm, I'm upset about it. Why? There was a third one. Do you ever complain about the third one, which sucked? Well, actually, surprisingly, the third one is not that bad. Because the, the third one is removed from, like, the McAllisters. It's really just kind of taking the property of, like, a kid being at home alone. And there's some funny stuff in there, but, you know, it's Can't. really just kind of throwaway. But, like, it just depends. Like, are you rebooting it and, like, continuing on with the McAllister lineage? Or are you trying to do – if it's Disney Plus, are you thinking about doing a – like a series, I just, I think it's just, like, it's like the slippery slope method where it's like the first two Home Alone movies are so iconic. It's like how much longer until they get to something like Back to the Future, which does not need to be rebo- rebooted. Well, I don't know. I don't, I don't think it's that slippery slope. I think Home Alone is one of the things that worked out great. The first two are awesome, right? I agree. The third one, nobody talks about or even mentions at all. But this can be that one, like a, it's not a reboot of the McAllisters. It's a, like a, he here's the premise of this person home alone in a modern world now. Like you know, I th- I think what's really gonna what's really gonna flavor how I feel about it is um, what are they gonna do with these Disney Plus films, these features? Obviously, the the Marvel streaming series, Kevin Feige has committed them to being the quality of the of the movies, but uh, there's like a there's like a holiday movie with Anna Kendrick coming out for Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. Is that going to feel like a premium movie that just happened to be released on streaming right away, or is it just kind of have that lifetime feeling to it? So you know, where because do you, the 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 Netflix movies so far haven't been that great. So where do you put? Well, Netflix is also running out of money very quickly. Disney <laughs> is not. Now, where do you put Disney Channel movies on? 
that oh, list of quality. I, I think you're going to have to talk about the last time I've seen a Disney Channel movie. I was a big fan of the Disney Channel movie when I was a kid because it was a fun event. Like once a month, you got like one movie like Brink or um, what was there was well, one that, oh, yeah Xenon Xenon's Zen- the first one that comes to mind that everyone talks yeah, those, about yeah those were those were one also but those were just those were just kind of I don't want to call them trash but those were just made for like kids you right. know Home Alone is like a, a, a full family pleaser so I hope it's that same kind well, of quality I think you know? I think that the title the I guess the franchise the original franchise name will determine that because I don't expect anything but Hallmark out of a cheaper by the dozen sequel. Like this is I th- I think this is what you do with Home Alone cuz um you go like anthology with it. You just have like eight episodes, and each episode just has a different kid and a different scenario being at home alone. Go dark and black mirror with if you want with it, or just maybe go lighthearted. But at least then you're kind of uh, invigorating the formula and changing it up a little bit. You know, you could have like uh, obviously probably do at least a girl at home alone because we haven't seen that since all the movies well, have been boys. You could do that. You could do siblings uh, yeah. to more people. I, I honestly think that the thing is we live in a world where everyone's – my house is connected to my phone. If I'm not here, I'm going to know. So how do you do that in a world where everyone ha- every kid has a cell phone and everyone knows what's going like, going yeah, on, right? If this is if this truly is an anthology, every single episode or movie starts out with the robbers just cutting the coax cable at the very huh. beginning. Like that's going to be the first line of every script. We got to get that out of the way. They cut the internet, you know, and yeah. they 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 explode. They strap C four to the local cell phone tower. Just a know? quick EMP blast of the house. Really take it all out. <laughs> yeah, uh, we're gonna need this very expensive EMP I, uh, device to rob this house. I I think it's going to be one of those things where the, the the kid is goes to visit some relatives out on the farm or out in a very remotely disconnected town. He doesn't have the technology oh advantage. I'm already I'm already seeing the awful the you, awful script you in my are head. Not Just the like audience, I'll tell you that right you, now. You are not the audience for Home Alone. I am the audience for Home Alone. Like if it was a different, if it was a totally different property, like cheaper by the dozens to me, literally in the title is like a a cheaper franchise by nature it's it didn't reach the kind of like uh uh echelon of like home alone like home alone is just an absolute full family classic you just can't cheapen it but go ahead and they can cheaper cheap by the dozen do whatever the hell you want with that one i i think you can add as many movies to home alone as you want but you can always go back and watch the originals it will never ever take those away from you i just feel like i feel like they're just trying to call up uh, Macaulay Culkin and they'd be like, "Hey, do you want to come back and play the dad?" Because I th- if they ca- if they cast somebody he, else to he, play McAllister, like they're he, just going to be like, "Oh, because he's like weird and strange." If anything, it's going to be his kids. It's going to be one of those sequels. But I don't think he plays the dad. I think he plays the neighbor with the beard and the snow shovel. <laughs> I mean, maybe I feel like the Home Alone sequel or reboot that I really want is just too weird for Disney Plus. You know, so it's just not going to happen. Yeah, I don't. I, again, I don't think it's. I think it's going to be focused again at kids who are like, yeah, I want to be left to home alone, and I'm going to throw mean, down I, some Hot Wheels on the floor because. But as a, as opposed to Home Alone, I'm totally okay with like Night at the Museum. I mean, you know, they, they those are just kind of like mm-hmm. two just kind of like fun, interesting well, concepts with Ben Stiller. You can you could ex- extrapolate on that a lot more for sure. Well, that oh, I was thinking Diary of a Wimpy Kid. You know, that's a book series. My wife, she teaches fifth graders. They they love that mm-hmm. stuff. Like you, well, you put that in front of them all day. Put those, make, crank those out every year. You're fine. Yeah. Like they're gonna watch. Well, that's them. the per- that's the perfect example. Like Diary of the Wimpy Kid is definitely for a young kid audience. They're not caring about pleasing adults with that film. So yeah, you can obviously tell I'm not worried about Diary of the Wimpy Kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there's a lot more in here, but I mean we've got several years before we're gonna see, um, anything really pop up uh, out of these as well. They're just gotta be like, what do we do now that you know. Uh, we inherited a a money suck right out the gate, so <laughs> let's 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 keep see what we can do there. But we were talking about Deadpool earlier because I knew we were going to talk about him now. Variety reports are debates in the Disney Marvel camps about whether Deadpool can seamlessly move between R-rated solo films and PG-13 rated MCU movies, as in like cameos, team ups, etc. Uh, I firmly have no feeling either way. They can do either one, and I will be totally fine. Mm, don't don't try to fix what's not broken. That's how I feel. Uh, Deadpool is the perfect type of character 
where you don't have to worry about trying to finesse him into a universe. He's just like this weird third wall breaking character that can specifically talk to the audience when things get weird and tell you how you uh, should feel or how this is weird. But you do bring up a good point of, well, what does happen when this very popular character crosses over, like with Spider-Man or something like yes. that, with yes. Tom Holland? So, you know, do you, you do, how do you tone him down there? Obviously, I don't think you can put Tom Holland in a Deadpool movie and have him swear, but you could go the other way, I think, much easier. You could put, like, any, like, straight-laced superhero in a Deadpool movie, and they do just, they play the Boy Scout, you know, they don't swear because that makes sense from the universe well, they're coming from. But I think the concern is here, you have two R-rated Deadpool movies, right? And a third one in the works. Of course, they're never going to change those. But how do you put him in, say, the Avengers or the X-Men, where they cannot go beyond that. And, like, should you... And they're like, oh, who's that... And the kid's are like, who's that character? I'm going to go try to watch Deadpool is the concern, is is really what it boils down to. How do you prevent them from being like, oh, I want to go watch Deadpool movies now? And then be well, like, it, oh, that's not what I thought was I was getting into because he was in a PG-13 movie. Well, it almost seems like if Disney is kind of worried about that, it's like it's already set in stone. Like, you can't soften up Deadpool for a younger audience because guess what? You you already own two very uh, rated R movies in the catalog. So what happens when that kid starts Googling Deadpool movies and now he thinks he's an okay character to watch? I think yeah. – I, you know, I don't need Deadpool in my Avengers movies. Just, just make Deadpool, like, extra awesome now that he has access to the MCU. Like, obviously Cap not around anymore but like it would be really funny if like Captain America did cross over in a Deadpool movie for a little bit or for a scene or whatever because like he, he he's not gonna swear he's like a button up Boy Scout and that would be fun for him to play against Deadpool uh, and you know it's it's a siloed rated R version you know you're not really gonna taint the characters so much when they go into a Deadpool movie because if Adult, if adults and parents are doing what they're supposed to do, like the kids won't be watching that rated R movie anyway. Right. We know that we know that Deadpool's not going to be showing up on Disney Plus anyway. So. Right. So I think that I think the the solution here is easy. Just don't put him in the any other interconnected movie. Have him be his own branching, I guess, series. Yeah. Exactly. He can he can reference anything he wants all day long, but like don't put him in your X Men movies. Don't put him in uh, whatever any other movie spider-man like you said never yeah, have him touch those but he can reference anything he yeah. wants in his own little line we so. got plenty of every other character in the mcu is already wise wise cracking and funny you know you don't need to add another more explicit wise cracking funny person so and, and, there you go we've solved the problem yeah. <laughs> and, and he's had a better run with um unknown characters like negasonic teenage warhead and uh-huh. you know um you know francis or ajax if you will and uh-huh. uh i forget what cable could have been way better but you know that's neither here nor there but um yeah, I, I think just keep him as it is. Don't don't bring him in, uh, Kevin Feige. You listen to us. We we know what we're doing over here. Yeah, we, we do this for a living. We don't. We don't. Uh, Thor: Love and Thunder. Uh, reportedly, the script has been completed by Taika Waititi. That's why they were to announce it as coming out in the next two years. So, hey. all right, cool. Um, they're going to start filming next year. Uh, supposedly, he has like a secret project he's working on beforehand, like that he's just going to be filming on like his own little thing. But, um. Whether that comes to be or not, I don't care. As long as, you know, Love and Thunder comes out really good, which it seems like it will. Right? I mean, sure. I, I, have, full, I, have, full faith, <laughs> I have full faith in this movie and, and this cast. And Who doesn't? I mean, he's got, a, he's got a proven track record at Marvel so far. No, A lot of people that I talk to who aren't big MCU fans, they say Ragnarok is their favorite movie. And they've only seen, like, maybe a few other of the films. And they're like, oh, yeah, Ragnarok all the way. That's my movie. So yeah. uh, Love and Thunder will do very well. Yeah. And it's got Natalie Portman again. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I was watching The Phantom Menace the other day. I think I finished it. I think I fell asleep halfway through. And then I woke up for the <laughs> I end. I fell asleep halfway through it, but I did finish it. Oh, when they started doing the politics and the the, the Senate and the chamber, I'm like, oh, God, this is. I, I'm I don't guessing need you this. woke up when you started hearing. I did. I woke up right when they got into the thing. Because that's like one of the. I mean, I say this, I think, all the time when I talk about Star Wars on this show. Even when the story is just garbage. The effects and the music is always awesome, so you can always count on the music to be banging. And, and it looks good; like it, it, it's a physically not a bad movie to watch. None of them mm-hmm. are. So I'm like, oh, watch the beginning, like, oh, cool, here we go. And then I'm like, oh no, pot is over. <laughs> What's next? So yeah, Marvel TV is apparently they're still trying to put Marvel 
properties on ABC. I don't see this working out very well. But the um, ABC Entertainment, the TV production, is an act of talks about a project that focuses on a brand new female character, mostly. Why they use the word mostly, I don't know, (laughs) but that was their words, not mine. I mean, uh, I feel like we've we've probably talked about this same type of story before over the last couple of years. I feel like they're always like, oh, we're getting around to it. We're going to do that female-led TV show. Uh, you had one. It was called Agent Carter, and we all really liked it. So I don't know what they think they're trying to do here. Uh, it seems yeah. like all of the Marvel TV properties on kind of like uh, – airing television that goes over the airwaves is slowly uh ending you know agents of shield is ending um you're watching legion and that one's wrapping up i wouldn't be surprised if cloak and dagger and run and runaways wrap up here soon so uh, i know that the tv department and the movie department haven't haven't gotten along the best in the past but it seems like things are shaking up over there now so uh marvel tv if you don't have something ready for us by the time agents of shield ends i feel like it's abc is just not going to be the home for superhero TV well, shows moving forward. Well, I mean, yeah, they, they, I don't feel like they don't even want them. They're just like, yeah, we're going to do one, and then they never they never really do. And then they're like, oh, man, we should have do- kept doing that. And now Marvel Studios is like, we can make our own TV shows on Disney+. Yeah. Plus. We don't need you anymore. Um, but I don't think – I think Cloak and Dagger, uh, which is on Freeform – Runaways is tech, is Hulu only, so I think I think those two will stay around yeah. a lot longer. And where the hell where the hell is our new Warriors TV show? Yeah. Isn't that thing filmed already? Yeah. Maybe like, maybe every, that's it. Maybe that's <laughs> New Warriors. Every uh, once in a while, I see the Melissa Van 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 Trub Squirrel Girl uh, Squirrel Girl. I see her like kind of like pop up in like a retweet or something like that, and I'm just like. It's hilarious how how she's like a thing now because she's been cast on a Marvel property, but she hasn't even aired yet on television. But she like it's just like the aura of Marvels around her that she's now famous. Yeah, and um, you know, just mostly from her AT and T commercials. And uh, but I, I just I don't I don't know. It's um people are like, oh, maybe it's uh, She Hulk. I'm like, they're not gonna get someone who's green for a whole series. It's uh, out of the it's out of the talks. I just I don't I don't think anything's gonna happen out of this, but whatever. They can keep throwing pennies in that wishing well, that's for sure. <laughs> uh Phil Lord and Chris Miller are developing live action T V shows based on the Sony Spider Man library. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> Here uh, we go. They Here are go. um using they have about nine hundred uh f- from Spider Man's uh vast resources to pull from uh of characters um and that's just spider-man slice of pie here now i do i think they are spider-man people no uh but they said that each shows will be each show will be a unique experience but also related so they're (laughs) doing a, a marvel thing Basically, it's going to be like if it's any like I feel like any character that might be kind of known, uh, you know, like uh, Morbius is just going to end up being a movie. So if you go below tier of like Mor- Morbius, is, <laughs> it's just like what's the, what's the point? What is the point? Like none of these characters are ever going to interact with Spider-Man. I mean, you might be able to do like some interesting like Oscorp storylines, but there's never going to be any crossover here. We're not going to we're not going to see any of the stuff that we want to see. Like I'm just imagining a Tony Revolori Flash Thompson TV show just because it's like, well, what can we pluck that's been in a movie that we can actually market that probably isn't going to have huge roles in those Spider-Man movies moving forward? And like, so it would probably be somebody like Flash Thompson. Like, no, I don't know if the show, I don't know if the show would be about him or if he would just be in it also. But it's like we we talk about we've talked about the. I feel like we've had this exact same conversation before when Sony was developing all of these possible movies. It's just like nobody cares if Spider-Man's Here. not in it. Or if, it, or if it doesn't tangentially look like Spider-Man. Like, Venom at least looks like Spider-Man, you know? Here it is. The Spider-Man Revenge Squad from the comic books consists of a character <laughs> named Spot, a character okay. named Grizzly, and one named Kangaroo 2. I don't even know who the first one is. And Gibbon. Uh, these are all animal creature-looking dudes. So I think... Uh, well, Spot, actually, he's a guy with the spots, and he can punch through the spots to hit Spider-Man. I think it's going to be all these <laughs> random people, the weakest villains you'll ever heard. Um, and that's what it's going to be. It's, it's just so weird, because it's like Lord and Miller are attached to it. I love those guys. It makes me think that, like... 
maybe just like we talked about the Game of Thrones creators, maybe this is just a paycheck. You mm-hmm. know, these guys are just going to be producers. They're not really going to be doing anything directly. They'll hire somebody else to show run and they'll just cash their checks and then move on to their next exclusive deal at a different studio. Because there's also news out there of them possibly adapting Spider-Verse into a TV series. Or well, I think, I think that's what be... this was related to. Because well, they not... said like they, they – so their, their exact words for – I think it was Lord – uh, Phil Lord, he said that they're not going to announce anything or even do it until they get it right. And I'm like, so we're never going to see this. Yeah, you're not going to get it right. But that's specifically talking about the live action side of things. Now, if we talk animated, yeah, let's do it because you've already proven how awesome you guys can uh, can handle the animated side of things. And it's so much easier to get a villain like Spot. Or, yeah. he- or maybe hero spot, however they want to take them across in an animated sense. And then at least you could bring over these alternate universe Spider-Men, you know? Like, you do- it's like, okay, maybe we don't get proper Spider-Man, but maybe we can get that, um, uh, what was her name, Kamiko? Uh, oh, yeah, the, yeah, one. the mech one. Yeah, maybe yeah. we can get her in, like, a, a standalone series or something like that. But, yeah, if you're talking Lord and Miller, I want to see animated Spider-Man. I don't want to hear any more talk about this live-action well, nonsense. And they signed that exclusive first-look deal with Universal. So, like, again, how many how many, how many many pots can they have their hands in, man? Yeah, so They were, they were expecting uh, a longer relationship with Star Wars to get some of that Star Wars mm-hmm. money. So now they, their accountant's like, yeah, just tell them you'll make this live-action Spider-Man yeah. stuff. Get that paycheck. Yeah. Okay. Uh, write down Spider-Man on a piece. Quick, do a Google. Find some characters. Make it. Make a thing. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, so, yeah. But speaking of Spider-Man, we've talked about this about every week for the past like month, I feel like. Andy Serkis is officially directing Venom 2. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, and Tom Hardy, he said Tom Hardy has worked with him to help write the script and give him a different direction than the first Venom movie. Yeah, which, that's what I want to Which is hear. what everyone different wants. <laughs> yeah. And I think Andy Serkis does hold him, like, I mean, like we said, he, he hasn't done a lot in terms of directing other than the the, uh, the Jungle Book movie he did for Netflix, which I heard people like. I wouldn't look that up after. Like, people really like that one. Uh, hmm. I don't really want to watch it, but. I've heard people. I've read really good reviews. I I, I heard because Mowgli did pop up again in the zeitgeist <laughs> since Andy Circus uh, was in the news for Venom, and I heard some people say that that version of the Jungle Book was surprisingly dark, so yeah. that could work very well with a uh, Venom. But last week we I, I said that it feels like Andy Circus maybe has something to prove now on the big screen. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to see what he does with Venom. Yeah. yeah exactly. I think I think he can only uh, blow us away. Yeah. Uh, with that so um michelle williams has also confirmed her return uh hopefully they give her actually something to do this time she was she the the girlfriend yeah 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 the she venom uh with for, the uh, i just hope she doesn't have a weird ass wig this time around <laughs> what she do at the end push a button isn't that like yeah. it's like the end of iron man one where Ben's like push the button and she's like i don't want to you'll die and then she pushes the button i don't know it's one of those things but she'll be in the back she'll be back same cast. I really think they got to get uh, what's his name in there again um, for for Carnage. You know they had the teaser at the end of that. Oh, Woody, Woody Harrelson. Harrelson for Carnage. Like they really got to <laughs> no, lean into no. that. Chris, it's going to be Tony Revolori. He's going to be the the night nurse Philip Coulson of this uh, Spider Man universe. They're just going to be throwing flash tops around all the place. Well, you, you, but the, but he's just going to like he's just going to be mean to people. He's just going to be the bully for every movie you, that he's in. You don't Venom. Was with Flash for like five years in the comic books. Yeah, but oh. I can't imagine Tony Tony Revolori being. Uh, I don't. Th- I don't think they're going to pull anyone from Marvel. <laughs> I think. I think if they try to do that, Marvel like that's a big no no here. We just made you a billion dollars. You just <laughs> step off uh, for that. But we are in the we're coming up in October. The dark anti hero season uh, is the Joker movie, and box office predictions we're we're getting in that that window now. Uh, I have the film bringing in between 60 and 90 million domestically, uh, which is pretty awesome for a DC movie. Aquaman mm-hmm. only did 67 million and Shazam did 53 million on their opening weekends. So Now, I've been hearing rumors and whispers that this film might possibly take the advantage and try to maybe do like an Oscar campaign around this movie. I don't know exactly what category they're thinking about, but it, that means that somebody out there in Hollywood thinks that there's a really, really powerful performance in this film. So well, uh, it, it is debuting at the Toronto Film Festival uh, this in September before it hits screens. So um, it could be um, you know Bradley yeah. Cooper is one of the producers. 
Maybe, yeah. maybe he's doing the push on the back end. I mean, I mean, how often do you get like your uh, superhero movies uh, debuting at film festivals? You know, like yeah. top tier, like DC, Marvel. So this will be this will be interesting. Uh, I like the 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 music they use in the trailer because I catch this trailer like I feel like every every now and again in front of a film because we haven't really gotten another one in a, and we've just yeah. kind of had that same one for a while. So uh, I'm I'm get, I'm getting down for this one. Yeah, it's got that R rating too. So you know we're gonna we're gonna get that dark violent movie um I, yeah we need, we need something new i think we'll see it as a hype up uh the film festival uh coming coming this month um lastly uh i hadn't seen this yet but apparently the titan season two trailer came out this week and i watched it right before this and this uh the first season of titans is what what four five people on the team uh this season looks like there's 20 people on, <laughs> on the titans team uh and you're a bigger teen titans fan than i am so do any of these characters hype you up or make you feel that much more jazz for this show with literally well, the inclusion of almost everybody i mean i do like the the characters of the teen titans but uh as we've known i've been very 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 bad about getting around to any of this uh dc universe stuff uh, but I, I, I saw some people in the comments for this trailer say, oh, it looks like they might be taking uh, more of a Doom Patrol route with this second season. So I would take that as maybe they're just kind of loosing it up and maybe not trying to be so uh, brooding and maybe being a little bit more uh, not wacky and zany, but, you know, maybe, maybe just maybe take it a little lighter. Because I think the first season was very light on actual abilities and powers. And this one looks mm-hmm. like you see what is it, um, Wonder Girl, her lasso lights up several times. They got a Superboy. Uh, Raven actually looked more comic book accurate in this one with her yeah. gym in the head and the light. Yeah, purple I think young, younger Robin uh not nightwing is at the beginning of the trailer and he yeah. says does he say like we're back bitches does he or, swear yeah, yeah, the titans are back I, I don't know if he did or not uh, yeah they, I don't, they I, didn't have a fuck batman tone in this trailer yeah we do get to see older uh bruce wayne i've seen a lot of people generating their hot take thumbnails and putting him next to the uh batman beyond old bruce wayne because he's the only bruce wayne that really exists out there in the zeitgeist kind of beyond like the dark knight returns until so I, I, until I don't think winter. Yeah, I don't think they're taking that route no. uh, for it. Uh, I think maybe the CW crossover might take the Batman Beyond route because that crossover is going to be total fan service, so that'll be fun. Yeah. Um, but does this make me want to check out Titans? Like, I still want to check out Titans. I still want to check out all of this DC stuff, but I mean, like, come on, when stuff like The Boys is coming out that's, like, really kind of changing the game and telling this brand new story that I'm not really familiar with, yeah, I'm going to be more drawn to The Boys than I'm going to with this lower-budget kind of... Uh, Berlanti universe Titans. I guess it seems like I'm throwing shade, but uh, it really I need sounds one like, those... be, but like this actually has like my you know I watched you know some episodes on the first season and it's very dry and very light on like all the superhero stuff. And so everything I wanted in Titans is I'm like I want superheroes and supervillains, right? Like that's what you want in a superhero show. Um, and it seems like they're actually they're like okay, fine then. Here you go. We're pulling back the curtain. Here's literally so many more Titans and so many more characters to play with. Um, yeah, I but their Deathstroke those... does feel like the one that footage leak they did for the Batman movie a long time mm-hmm. ago. I'm like, is that the same Deathstroke? Is <laughs> the same costume? Is that what's is that, the, Joe... is that Manganello in there? Yeah, are you in there? Uh, I I found out recently that that dude is a really big Dungeons and Dragons fan. He has oh, like his yeah yeah he has like his own like kind of like man cave with like a table and he like he brings over like some big name celebrities like to to play a D and D so. Uh, good, good, good for him. But uh, mm-hmm. anyway, Titans. I need one of those broken leg moments uh, where where I'm just like saddled can, up on the couch and I need a bunch of stuff to watch. Can we um, have someone edit a season one recap for you and then just go right into two? Oh, it's probably already out there. I should just go on YouTube and look up a recap, and I can just save myself a lot of time. Um, uh, it, you know what's one thing that's really funny to do? Because I believe I still follow uh, the DC streaming service on Twitter. So I see a lot of retweets or direct tweets about, uh, oh, the new episode of Swamp Thing is out. Oh, now all episodes of Swamp Thing are out. Swamp Thing are out. Go binge. And then all, all I do is go and click and look at the replies just to see all the comments. Like half of them are just like, why am I going to watch? This thing's canceled. Or hashtag save Swamp Thing. I'm just like, oh, you poor souls. They're not saving this show. It was too expensive. <laughs> so yeah. Swamp Thing. No, Swamp Thing's out. What was it? Uh, you know, 
hello, Swamp Thing Savers. Here are the Snyder Cut people. Why don't you guys hang out and have a party together? We'll get you some. <laughs> the Snyder Cut has Swamp Thing in it, I swear. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, it does. Yep, congratulations. You guys You guys got it. So, but yeah, I mean, I think the trailer looks fun with all the powers and stuff like that. I, I was... I was a little more hyped than I had been. About There's that. energy in it for sure. I won't mm-hmm. lie. There's energy in that trailer. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Batman Beyond, I was finally able to get all the episodes, so I can watch those now and, t- and report yeah. back to Mike. Should he get the Blu-ray, which he probably Re- will when report back. Mm-hmm. I will. Very excited. Mike, that's our show this week. It's eight o'clock here. I need to go eat some dinner. Uh, maybe I'll post a picture of it later. But if people want to see what you're doing. Maybe you have photos from camping. I, I don't think so, but yeah, I, I put some stuff up in my Instagram where, story. Where can they find you at then? Well, if you want to see some sizzling bacon from my Instagram story, <laughs> cooked over a campfire, campfire bacon, mm. it was delicious. Oh. All you got to do is follow me at Mike Royer Design on Instagram and Twitter, and you can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, people want to catch up with you, mm-hmm. find out what you're doing. Where can they find you? You can find me on. Twitter, Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N, or Instagram, Valdan87. I've talked to a lot of people this weekend uh, that at this party I was at. I've, I think I've convinced two more people to join me at C2E2 this coming uh, late February, early March. Uh, nice. If, you, if you're interested in going and you have questions or you want to get a rundown, let me know. I'll be more than happy to, to help you out because I want to get so many people going to this thing that I have a whole posse when I'm there. I'm like, come we're gonna have a superhero slate panel, Mike. We'll fly you in. We'll we'll have we'll sit there and talk. Uh, we'll we'll do an episode live right there, so people can yell at us in person when they really don't like what we're doing. It's gonna be so exciting. Uh, also have a comic UI uh, and um, go over there. Uh, if people want to know more about our episodes and what we're doing, where can they find us at, Mike? All you got to do is visit SuperheroSlate.com. That's the best place to find our awesome show notes. So we talked about a lot of really interesting and intriguing stuff. And if you want all of the uh, itemized bullet points and time codes, all you got to do is visit SuperheroSlate.com. And you can find us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, and more. Uh, You should definitely like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and Instagram. You can get merch at SuperheroSlate.com slash store mm-hmm. we love hearing from you guys so if you're a big titans fan and you're just really mad that i haven't watched it yet uh reach out and uh let us know and also yeah chris you haven't finished it yet either so uh you do get more credit than me because you've seen a couple episodes mm-hmm. but if uh i've also if, read the, the if, recaps if, if if people want it uh we'll uh we'll go watch it uh but now i feel like season two is coming out so maybe i just wait till season two finishes and it's just like a vicious cycle and it's just like they but, keep making it so i haven't watched but it. but what if they cancel season two then you'll be like well there's no reason to watch it's already canceled. see there you go see, that's you, what i'm that's my out that i'm looking for you, 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 yeah you're 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 putting yourself in the damned if i do damned if i don't thing catch 22 exactly uh so we love hearing from you reach out and uh we love our super fans if you want to be a super fan of the show all you got to do is share the show with a friend Share the show with a buddy, and we will be here every single week like we have for the last, uh, what, four years now? Three years? Four I have, I've lost track. Half. This is episode 235, and we're yeah. not those people that start the episodes at 100. We have done 235 news episodes for you. Yeah. So uh, check us out. Make sure you're subscribed, and we will be with you in the long run. Here comes Shang-Chi and all the other shows. We'll be ready. Yeah, we're going to be here uh, whether you like it or not. So just, <laughs> you know, stay subscribed. It's free, right? Doesn't cost yeah. you anything. So we'll do that. And we'll catch you guys next week. All right, bye. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. Thank God for Google Voice. Uh, oh, yeah, that's, that's helpful. I'm just sure. like, I'm just going to make a bunch of fake phone numbers, and you can deal with that.